So I'm looking at our 2023 schedule, and I need somebody to convince me why we shouldn't be in the Big 12 championship game this year. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We're talking about the Texas schedule. It dropped today. We got that new heat. <laughs> right, seeing where Texas will play in 2023. We go through the schedule. Plus, until Saturday, at least, this Texas men's basketball team and Rodney Terry are number one in the conference thanks to Tech and the University of Kansas. So we take the opportunity. We don't need an excuse, but we take the opportunity to give this Texas men's basketball team and Rodney Terry some flowers, all of that, and more on today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So before I get into the Texas schedule, I want to give a quick shout-out uh, to Roshan Johnson and DeMarvion Overshawn, both participating in the Senior Bowl in Alabama. They said that Roshan Johnson – was one of the splash players on day one of senior bowl practice. No surprise there. Um, so keep doing your thing. Also, I think the Shrine Bowl is tomorrow. DeMar uh, Deshaun Jameson, Moral Ojimo, and Keandre Coburn participating in that. I know Deshaun Jameson has been highlighted for his practice reps. Uh, so shout out to all of the, you know, former Longhorns, forever Longhorns, uh, participating in these bowls, getting ready for the draft. So we've been anticipating this Texas schedule for a long time. I mean, a long time. Like we thought it was going to drop last year in 2022. Then we thought it was going to drop earlier in January. We kept getting little tea leaves like it was going to drop here and there. It's finally here. And I was convinced that the Big 12 was going to do us wrong. Right. Not because I thought that, but like that's just the general consensus amongst Texas fans that the Big 12 hates us and they was going to do us wrong in the schedule. So it started to seep into my brain. I'm like, OK, well. The Big 12 going to do us wrong in this schedule. Right. And I never have been the one to say, like, oh, the Big 12 hates us and that, you know, they're going to mess us over on the way out or anything like that. Like or the Big 12 is influencing games. Like, I think Texas just loses games. They should win. Right? I think we have for a long time. But then I've seen the schedule and I'm like, oh, this is cake. Like and there's no disrespect to anybody on it. But I'm like, Texas couldn't have gotten a more favorable schedule on the way out of the big 12. I mean, and we're going to go through the schedule game by game, but let's just talk about some of the schedule highlights. Like when you look at it, some of the things that pop off the screen, when you look at the schedule or pop off the page, I guess. So they only leave Texas twice. The entire football season. They only leave Texas twice to go play Alabama. And then the second to last week of the season, they go play Iowa state. They only leave Texas twice, once in conference. I'd say that's favorable for Texas. You don't face Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Cincinnati, or UCF. I don't know how good any of those four teams are going to be. I would assume Oklahoma State and West Virginia are probably going to be a little bit down. Cincinnati, I think, is going to be good. UCF, I think, is going to be very competitive. Those are the four teams you don't play. It's not necessarily a, a win or a loss for Texas. It's just the four teams you don't play. You don't leave the state of Texas from week four, excuse me, week three, actually, because you play Wyoming at home and then at Baylor. So you don't leave the state of Texas. When you come back from the Alabama game in week three, 
you don't leave Texas again until week 12 when you go to Iowa to play Iowa State. So from September to mid to late November, you do not leave the state of Texas at all to play a football game. I would say that benefits the University of Texas. Three of your five road games are at TCU, at Baylor, and at U of H. Now, this is no disrespect to their home crowds or the football team at all, really, but I've never really heard of TCU, Baylor, or U of H having some overwhelming home field advantage. Alabama and Tuscaloosa, that's going to be tough, right? Iowa State and Ames, that's going to be tough. TCU, Baylor, and U of H, that shouldn't scare Texas to go on the road and play there, right? That's advantage Texas. And then much like 2022, regardless of what happens in week two against Alabama, like we can stop acting like even though Bryce Young and Will Anderson left, it's still Alabama. It will be Alabama when we go to Tuscaloosa in September. But regardless of what happens in that game, it has no bearing on you making it to the Big 12 championship. You're going to start conference play 0-0 regardless of what happens in the Alabama game. And, you know, let's just start sipping the Kool-Aid now. If you only lose to Alabama in week two, let's just say you lose to Alabama. If you only lose to Alabama in the week two, you're going to be in the college football playoff. So that game in week two against Alabama really doesn't stop you from achieving any goal you're going to have going into the 2023 season. And then you get the benefit of having a bye week smack dab in the middle of the season. I just dropped my phone on the ground. You play six games, you get a bye, and then you play six more games. Who wouldn't want that, right? This Texas schedule is very favorable, right? Especially when we thought that we were going to get, you know, messed over or they were going to throw some rocks at us on the way out of the Big 12. There is no reason that this Texas football team should not be at least in the Big 12 championship game come the end of the season. And I'm really watering it down because they should win the Big 12, but I'm just saying Big 12 championship game because it's only February and the Kool-Aid hasn't, you know, seeped in for everybody yet. You know, <laughs> that offseason hype hasn't seeped in yet. You know, we haven't started spring practices yet, so people are still like, you know, pump the brakes, but give it a, give it a few months, right? We'll all be saying Big 12 championship or bust here in about three months. First game against Rice at home in DKR. That has to be a rest your starters game, right? By the third quarter, we should be seeing backups in. We should be seeing true freshmen in, right? Now, they do have JT Daniels, so they may have a little bit of a somewhat of a passing game, but Texas has to win that game convincingly. Like I said, that's a rest your starters game. By the third quarter, middle of the third quarter, Quinn Ewers and, and, and some players should be out of that game. At Alabama, that's your toughest test of the season. Like I said, they're losing Bryce Young. They're losing Will Anderson. But let's not act like this is not the – longest running dynasty we've probably ever seen in any sport right now right like it's still Nick Saban they're still going to be really good we're on the road in Tuscaloosa this will be the toughest test of the season it's still Alabama come back home at Wyoming once again that's a rest your starters game I don't even know what Wyoming got going on hopefully Isaiah Naor can you know go out there and ball against his old team but I know what Texas got going on and that should be a rest your starters game at Baylor I think it's a sneaky tough game especially in that fourth week Remember last year, we lost to Alabama, right? Didn't come out great against Texas, uh, UTSA and then lost to Texas Tech on the road. With that at Baylor, I don't think Baylor has the environment that Texas Tech does, but I think it still can be a situation where you play Alabama tough 
either lose to Alabama or beat Alabama. You're kind of feeling yourself against a Wyoming team that you should beat easily. And then maybe you let your guard down a little bit on the road at Baylor. And that's a team that's going to be better than they were last year and could sneak up on you. So they should beat Baylor, but it's a sneaky, tough game. Kansas, I'm sorry. I think what they did last year was a fluke. I don't think they'll be as good this year. That game shouldn't be competitive, right? It just shouldn't. You should win that game by at least 10 points. Oklahoma, I know we beat them 49-0 last year. Get that out of your head. It won't be 49-0 this year. It's going to be closer. It's the Red River rivalry. Everybody is giving 110% in this game. So, like I said, get that 49-0 out of your head. It's going to be one of the toughest games this year for the Longhorns. And when you embarrass a team like that, like you don't think they're going to come back tenfold, right? So, we're going to get Oklahoma's best shot. It may not be enough, right? I'll never pick Oklahoma to beat Texas ever, right? But it's going to be a tough game for the Longhorns. After that, you get your bye week. Like I said, the season split down the middle, right? Six games, bye, and then your next six games. At U of H, I would say that's a potential trap game, especially if you're coming off a win against Oklahoma and then you don't play football for two weeks. You know, going to U of H, a team you're not familiar with, you know, I think they brought in a lot of good transfers and brought in a really good recruiting class. That's going to be a good football team. So they should beat U of H. They should beat U of H, you know, convincingly. But as we've seen in the past with the Oklahoma States and the Texas Techs, this could be one of those games, right? At U of H coming off a bye, you know, maybe you're not as ready, you know, especially with that Oklahoma game probably being a bloodbath. With you taking two weeks off of football, U of H could sneak up on you, but they should win that game convincingly. Uh, BYU, I think, is interesting. You know, I think they do some really interesting things on offense. They are losing their quarterback. I'm just not sure how good BYU will be, um, but they are consistently a good football team. So I think they're going to give Texas trouble. But in the end, at home in DKR, I think Texas should win convincingly. When I say convincingly, I mean by 10 points or more. Uh, Kansas State expect a battle. These are the reigning Big 12 champions. I know they're losing Deuce Vaughn. Um, I think they're losing the the wrongly named Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. But this is a really well-coached team. Um, they don't commit a lot of penalties. They're just a really sound football team on offense and defense. So I would expect them to come to DKR and give Texas a tough task. But Texas should win that game. At TCU, like I said, I don't think they're going to have a huge home field advantage, but this is a must-win game, a revenge game from what they did to you in DKR, not scoring an offensive touchdown last year. And TCU is going to have a target on their back, right? They went to the national championship game, so everybody is going to give TCU their best. You know, we struggled through the Gary Patterson era. Sonny Dykes beat us in his first year. Sark has to go beat Sonny Dykes in his house next year, period, bar none. I don't care what happens with the season. That's a must-win to me. At Iowa State, that's going to be a tough environment. We know Matt Campbell always gives, uh, you know, the University of Texas trouble, whether it's Tom Herman or Sark. At Iowa State, I don't think that's going to be an easy place to play. So that's going to be a tough game. And then Texas Tech um, is really on the rise under Joey McGuire. So at home, last game of the season, day after Thanksgiving, guard might be down a little bit. We know that, you know, last year how he approached the game going for it, I think it was six out of eight fourth downs, uh, you know, after the game saying we knew Texas was going to fold. All we had to do was keep punching them in the mouth. That game is going to be a bloodbath. And I know Texas Tech is going to bring the energy and Texas is going to have to match that energy, especially in DKR. So as I said, this Texas schedule is favorable. It's the most favorable schedule you could have asked for. And looking at the schedule, like I said, there is no reason that Sark in year three with all of the talent that's coming back, at least 15 to 16 starters coming back, Texas being the most talented team in the conference, there's no excuse that they should not be in the Big 12 championship game in December 2023. A quick word from FanDuel, and then we're talking Rodney Terry in this Texas men's basketball team, number one in the conference currently, at least until Saturday. 
This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sports bat- Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So as I said earlier, I'll say it again because to me it's just such a huge accomplishment. Rodney Terry and this Texas men's basketball team led by Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen currently are first in the Big 12 Conference, the only Big 12 team with two conference losses or less right now. And we have to thank, uh, you know, Texas Tech little brothers up there uh, for, you know, overcoming a 23-point deficit. That's what I was told on Twitter. I was told Iowa State didn't blow a 23-point lead. Texas Tech overcame a 23-point deficit, right? Whatever. (laughs) But against Iowa State, so they knocked them off. And then Kansas beat Kansas State at home last night for, I think, the 16th or 17th straight time, which is nuts. But either way, thanks to those two losses by the two teams tied with Texas and the top of the Big 12, Texas is now the outright leader in the conference until they play Kansas State on Saturday. And, of course, if they win that game on Saturday, they'll still be the outright winner in the Big 12, it's going to be a tough game in Manhattan, Kansas on Saturday. I'm hoping that Rodney Terry has his troops ready for that game. But we just have to talk about the job that Rodney Terry has done. Because to wake up on December 12th and be thrown into the fire the way that he was with this job. And to two months later, 14 games later, be at the top of the conference speaks volumes to the job that Rodney Terry has done. And it speaks volumes to the way that he's galvanized this team around a very tough situation and the way that the team is responding to Rodney Terry as the head coach, right? I've heard so much of Chris Beard built this team and this team has six super seniors and they're so talented. just acting like a warm body could just lead them to 11 and three since the Chris Beard situation. Like we need to give Rodney Terry his flowers. I'm hearing a lot of yeah, but surrounding Rodney Terry's name. He's doing a hell of a job. Like I said, he's killing the interview. I don't think that can be questioned, right? 11-3 and as a head coach. The three teams he's lost to are all currently ranked in the top 12 in the country. The three teams he's lost to, Iowa State, Kansas State, and who was it? Tennessee. Right now, if the season ended, would all be top three seeds in the NCAA tournament. Top four at the bare minimum, at least. Hold on. Sorry, I couldn't let that. I couldn't let my alarm run the rest of the episode. Y'all would have been mad at me. Like I said, the three losses are to teams currently ranked in the top 12 in the country. These three teams, if the season ended today, would be top three seeds, top four seeds, bare minimum in the tournament. This Texas basketball team is averaging 80 points per game under Rodney Terry, right? This is a Texas basketball team that we all said had trouble scoring. They're averaging 80 points a game under Rodney Terry. Under Rodney Terry, Marcus Carr is playing better. Timmy Allen is playing better. Serge Barry Rice is playing better. And Brock Cunningham is an offensive threat now. 
These are tangible things that Rodney Terry has brought to this Texas basketball team in the last two months. And like I said, he woke up on December 12th and had to steady this shit. Found out that he was the head coach of the Texas men's basketball team. And oh yeah, you got to get the team together and explain to them what's happening. You didn't do anything, but you got to bring the team together and explain what's happening. Explain how to move forward. Explain what your plan is to get them to the Big 12 tournament, NCAA tournament, and as far as possible. Oh, and by the way, Ronnie Terry, you have a game tonight in the Moody Center against Rice while all of this is going on. Then he leads him into conference play, and for about a month, he has no idea what's going on while Texas is conducting an investigation. Then he finds out that Chris Beard is fired and he's going to be the head coach for the rest of the season, right? And since then, all he's done is lead Texas to the number one team in the Big 12. He is killing the interview. He has been brought in. I think he should be a coach of the year candidate. I'm dead serious. Like, for what has been thrown into his lap, for what he has done, he is literally, they say when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. They gave Rodney Terry lemons and he's given us Chick-fil-A lemonade. They gave Rodney Terry lemons, and he's given us Chick-fil-A lemonade. All the adversity in the world was thrown at Rodney Terry, and 14 games later, Texas is the number one team in the Big 12. We got to give Rodney Terry his flowers, man. I'm not saying he should be the head coach next season. I don't know what they're going to do. I know that he still has a lot to prove throughout the remainder of the season, the Big 12 tournament, and the NCAA tournament, right? I know that. But currently... What Rodney Terry is doing at the University of Texas should be celebrated. We want our coaches to win games. And Rodney Terry is winning games, right? We're coddling the football coach saying he hasn't had enough time and he doesn't have his players in. Like he hasn't had the best player in the Big 12 the last two years and we didn't even make the conference championship. And when Chris Beard was winning, it was Chris Beard this, Chris Beard this, Chris Beard this, Chris Beard this. Now Rodney Terry's winning and we got every excuse in the book to why he's doing it. Chris Beard built this team like Ronnie Terry didn't help recruit those players too. the two five stars recruited for next year still haven't decommitted because they like what Ronnie Terry is doing on the court. The offense has gotten better under Ronnie Terry. Now we're acting like this Texas team is just so great that they don't need a coach to get to where they're trying to go. I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm not saying that Ronnie Terry should be the coach next year. I don't know how this season is going to end, but right now Ronnie Terry is killing the interview. They gave him lemons. He made Chick-fil-A lemonade. And I think legitimately he should be one, if not the coach of the year candidate in college basketball. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hook them and peace.